0: Welcome back to State of Mind. I'm Grace Kingswell and this is my podcast series all about, well, what's it about? This series has been about pretty much everything. Health and wellness, I suppose, is the overarching theme. Um, But we've talked a lot about sustainability in this second series. Um, Everything from how to create a sustainable mindset to uh, issues of environmental sustainability, so much amazing content, and I urge you to go back and listen to a few episodes. Among my favorites, um, Debbie Lewis, who's a functional medicine practitioner, and we debunk lots of nutrition myths. Um, I had Dr. Adam Gill come in and talk about behavior change, um, or using behavior change to try and impact environmental change, and so much more. I am a nutritional therapist, and i a lifestyle medicine advocate, which basically means that I see patients one-to-one and I help them with chronic health conditions, you know, gut health, whether it's Crohn's or just bad digestion, skin complaints, hormonal imbalances, a whole range of things. And I will um work on a nutritional level for that and also with some supplements but I'm also hugely in favor of lifestyle practices that positively impact our physical and our mental well-being so whether that's swimming in cold water which is something that I personally love to do or um starting up a breath practice day by day which helps your body to get into that rest and digest and chill out zone rather than this frantic stressed state that we are all walking around in at 24-7 at the moment. So, on to the topic of this soundbite. The soundbites I'm interspersing throughout this series, and they are solo episodes with just me, and they tend to be very short and concise, as this one will be too. The topic of this soundbite today is PMS or premenstrual syndrome. So, actually, one of the questions I get most. has to do with female hormones. So I thought it'd be really interesting just to talk about PMS, because actually it's something that I personally deal with quite a lot, although not every month, it tends to be kind of one month on, one month off. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I think as women, we forget that we have these hormones and, you know, we suddenly get so angry with the world or with the people around us, and we have this huge mood swing, or we really withdraw and we get very sad and depressed, and you know we might just spontaneously cry at the tiniest thing. And I think we have a real tendency to beat ourselves up about that. I certainly do. Um, I get frustrated. I'm like, why am I so tired? You know, my health's been really good, and now I just feel crappy, and um, I really feel help. You know, just kind of hopeless about everything. And then all of a sudden, like the next day or whenever it is, you get your period and you remember, oh, yeah, I was premenstrual. That's why I was a bit of a psycho. So PMS affects as many as three in four women across the course of their lifetime. And each of us individually will have about 400 periods in our lifetime. That's 400 possible opportunities to be moody, angry, sad, sensitive and just a bit crazy sometimes. Um, And I think it can feel unfair that we have this uh, monthly um, ordeal, but I think it's so important to remember that our hormones help us create life and bring life into the world. And actually, we're doing an incredible thing month on month. Um, So symptoms of PMS um, can be anything from mood swings to anxiety, low libido, depression, headaches, backache, cramps, bloating and digestive weirdness. Basically, you can go from constipation one day to diarrhea the next, and that has to do with estrogen, Um, helplessness, a kind of propensity to cry at random things, strange food cravings. Again, this has to do with insulin. Um, And the list is kind of endless. And like I said, it feels really unfair. Um, But obviously our periods are specific to each of us and we may not all experience um, those symptoms. You might be super lucky and never get any of that. Um, But the vast majority of us will deal with some or all of the above at some stage in our life. Um, And I think that it's important to note that unless you're in tune with your cycle and you're kind of tracking it and maybe noting down how you feel each day, um, you you might be giving yourself a hard time for feeling tired or lacklustre, but really it's just your hormones taking you for a ride. And specifically it's progesterone taking us for a ride. So progesterone is a bit of a killjoy. It's not all bad. It's, um, it's the hormone for, well, it's basically progestation. So we need progesterone to, um, to to like have a successful pregnancy. So it is incredible, but it takes over in the second half of our menstrual cycle. So the first half of our menstrual cycle, which starts from day one of your period, is dominated by estrogen. Um, Now, estrogen is the kind of builder of things. It um, makes us feel very sassy and sort of the best possible version of ourselves, really. We have lots more energy, we feel like socialising, putting ourselves in situations where we maybe can really excel um, and just generally feeling good. Um, And everything sort of feels like you're seeing it through rose tinted glass glasses when you're in your kind of estrogen dominant phase of your cycle and one thing i would say is if you are going to track your cycle then make the most of those rose-tinted days, you know, put plans in the diary for that time, make your cycle work for you. Um, If there's a project that you've wanted to start, a side hustle, a book that you want to write, something like that, do it in your estrogen dominant phase rather than your progesterone dominant phase, i.e. pre-period, because the likelihood is you'll be much more positive about it, you'll have more energy to throw yourself into it, etc, etc. So, PMS happens because, like I said, progesterone takes over from estrogen and this is called the luteal phase Um, and you'll know that you've entered into your luteal phase because all of a sudden you can literally click your fingers and everything's gone to pot. Um, You can go from being the happiest, most relaxed, calm person one day that's just brimming of love for those around you to someone that really wants to withdraw and kind of snap at their partner the next day. Um, So if you do track your cycle, then again, note these things down and you'll know, oh, okay, I'm in my luteal phase, my period's on its way, I'm going to um, really listen to my body and I'm going to indulge myself a bit. I'm going to do those things, those self-care practices that I know keep me grounded. And, you know, if you do want to sit on the sofa and relax, then you should do that because actually our energy is, is much reduced during this phase. Um, But again, having the knowledge allows you to think, okay, it's actually fine to miss the gym class because I'm going to be in my estrogen dominant phase soon and I can smash it then. But right now, just need to sit on the sofa and have a bowl of pasta. Um, Now, easing PMS, so if we were going to talk about ways to kind of alleviate these symptoms, um... Firstly, the first thing I would say is, if you do suffer really, really badly, and if you find that your PMS period, or like, sorry, not like menstruation, but the time frame in which you experience these symptoms is very long, then you might want to go and see a practitioner because you could be estrogen dominant, i.e., Um, say for example, your breast tenderness and bloating is never really going away because it should, you know, we experience it, but it shouldn't be forever. It should be a short period and then we move on to the next phase. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about estrogen dominance in this, in this podcast. So going back to easing PMS. So the symptoms that I listed earlier of, of PMS are very similar to, um, having low blood sugar. So it's the same kind of symptom picture that you would have when you have low, low blood sugar, sort of dizziness, fatigue, headaches, anxiety, irritability. And um, so one of the best things that you can do is to eat as if you were balancing your blood sugar. So that means eating regularly and having good amounts of protein and healthy fats at every meal Um, and less of the very sugary carbohydrates, the quick release carbohydrates, which are going to spike your blood sugar really fast and then bring it crashing down. The same goes for caffeine. So in our progesterone uh, phase, the luteal phase, um, you may find that you sleep, uh, your sleep is much lighter. Personally, I can never sleep before a period and I kind of always know that it's coming because my sleep just gets so disrupted Um, and obviously caffeine has a half-life of 12 hours which means that if you have a coffee at midday which still you know doesn't feel late in the day you have lunch have a nice coffee afterwards well there's a quarter of that coffee still in your system at midnight so it's basically like taking a swig of a cup of coffee right before you try you're trying to go to sleep So avoiding excess caffeine and those ups and downs that you get from it will help your energy levels and also improve your sleep, which obviously helps energy levels. Um, One thing I would say is gentle exercise, but don't feel like you have to hit the gym really, really hard or do that HIIT workout. Um... The exercise will help to decrease stress levels and also help to clear any excess estrogen left over from the first half of your cycle, which is what I was talking about earlier. Um, Because one of the ways we detoxify estrogen is through our sweat. And exercise, as we know, boosts our feel-good endorphins, which is exactly what we need in uh, the period just before we menstruate, because it's often when we feel just a bit rubbish. Um, Food should be really nourishing. I think a little of what you fancy goes a long way. Um, I do think that we should avoid it's hard, isn't it? People always crave, we always crave, myself included, like chocolate and you just want to, you know, oh, I've got my period, Um, I deserve this or I need to eat this cake to make myself feel better. But if you arm yourself with the knowledge that um, that really, really sugary food is likely to make you feel worse in a couple of hours and that actually what your body would love is let's say, a delicious brunch with some gorgeous eggs and avocado and healthy fats and hemp seeds and vegetables and lots of fiber, then you're just setting yourself up to be happier and less stressed and healthier. Um, The reason I say lots of fiber is because progesterone actually tends to cause constipation. Um, I'm sure some of you listening will think, oh yeah, I do actually get a bit constipated before my period. And then when you get your period, all of a sudden it's like, you have these like strange period poos. Um, So drinking lots of water pre-period as well will help to keep things all regular. Um, And then, yeah, I'd love to know from you guys what kind of tips and tricks you have that really help you deal with your PMS symptoms, whether it's like always, you know, Something as frivolous as getting a manicure, but it makes you feel great. Or um, spending time in nature to boost your mood. That's something that I love to do. Um, I said at the beginning, I'm a huge advocate of cold water swimming and cold water therapy. If I wasn't feeling it, because I was premenstrual, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go. I think everything always comes back to this idea that I'm really trying to get across in all of my social channels and with the podcast and everything that I put out which is you are your own best doctor um obviously modern modern medicine is fantastic but no one knows your body like you do, and you will know what's right for you at certain times of your cycle. So, really tap into that and listen to your body. What's it telling you? Does it want a long soak and a bubble bath over the gym class that you'd scheduled? Maybe. You know, does it want, um, does it want, um, some nourishing, uh, healthy fats via, you know, a lovely piece of salmon and some veggies rather than, um, maybe a, a, a meal of a sort of raw salad, which is kind of hard on the digestion and cold. You know, it's really using that power of, of understanding your own body to help you in your everyday life and empower you to make decisions that will ultimately have your best interests at heart. Um, Yeah. That's it, guys. I think that's like 10 minutes and I like to keep these little sound bites short. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, please do get in contact with me, ask me questions. I love to chat. Um, the easiest thing is probably just DM me on Instagram or get in touch via the contact form on my website for any consultations. Um, And yes, I would love it if you could leave a review for the podcast. Uh, You probably hear it on every podcast you listen to, but the reviews, for some reason, really, really do make a huge difference. And it's how Apple decides which podcast it's going to feature and um, showed other people so if you could leave a review five stars and a little comment um, I would be forever grateful and of course share the podcast with your friends and get people involved and um, I've got a really exciting guest next week so can't wait for you to hear that um, and I will see you there bye bye <coughs>